every single day, I stopped and I held my heart and I invited in my guides, my angels, my protectors, the universe to give me answers, to show me signs and to tell me what I'm supposed to do in that moment. And when I tell you that I got signs every single step of the way, I got them every single step of the way. Welcome to the Living Courageously podcast. This is a place where women can really connect with themselves through the lens of courage. What does courage mean to you? What does it look like to live a courageous life? What does it mean to turn these dreams and these thoughts and these visions into these lived experiences and these realities? I'm your host, Ashley Strong-Smith. In this lifetime, I've been blessed to continuously live through a place of courage, turning my dreams into realities and truly experiencing a life that is far better than I could have ever imagined. My greatest inspiration is bringing the very tools, rituals, practices, and tangible resources to you alongside the courageous women that you'll meet here. Ultimately building a community around women choosing courage over fear, creating their dream lives. Living Courageously community, welcome back. I am beyond grateful to be here to be able to share in this space in this way and for your receptivity and just your energy and space in this community. I woke up the other morning to one of the most beautiful text messages from a dear friend, actually a former photography client of mine, and just how much this podcast has impacted her, both the solo episode episodes and the interviews and just really what it's done for her life. And I cried reading that message because one of my greatest intentions is that this just supports one person. It supports one person and then that person passes it along and then it supports another person. And then that person moves along and it supports another person. And I just am so grateful. So getting that feedback really was just so inspiring, especially where life has been lately. If you have been following along on my Instagram and Facebook and newsletter, you may have been witness to the fact that We have just gone through a very traumatic event, which I will be diving very deeply into. That being said, before I dive into today's episode, I feel like I need to do a few disclaimers. One, you may hear it in my voice, but I am, (laughs) the voice in my head said emotionally unstable, but that feels a bit harsh to say on myself, but I am, I'm extremely raw. I'm very vulnerable and I'm in a place right now where I'm processing trauma and what that looks like and means for my life right now. So that being said, this is going to be an emotional episode, um, especially because it's so new and fresh to where my life is right now. The other disclaimer that I wanted to share is like, I'm going to detail events from what I just experienced over the past couple of weeks. For me, I define these as tragic events or traumatic events. Not It is tragic, but traumatic events. And so I just want you to be mindful of a few things. 
One, if it causes any triggers for you and at any point it doesn't feel supportive for your life right now to consume this, please pause, know that it will be here, come back when it feels right. The other end of that coin, and and I know this goes without being said because you're in this community, but I just ask this for myself and all others is just remembering that each one of us, although we live in a collective and have so many unifying moments, how we experience and digest and like live in things that are our life and make up these moments are so different. And so just giving honor to that, what is very traumatic and hard for me may be normal to some person and vice versa. And so this is just an invitation to hold space for it all. I am going to do my absolute best to stay, (laughs) to just be very honest throughout this whole process. So I have said in nearly every solo episode that I've committed to sharing things in real time. And today, this is a perfect example of why. And sharing this episode in real time, it will be shared on Tuesday, March 7th. On Wednesday was day one of what was supposed to be a week-long blizzard to hit our mountain town. And what started that Wednesday afternoon was light snowing. And by the end of that weekend, we were already up to five to seven feet of snow in our tiny mountain town. And that's a lot. Our town isn't built (laughs) for storms up of this caliber. Since then... We have then received another three to five feet of snow, causing upwards of 10 feet of snow to have accumulated in seven days. Not sure how this sounds for you, but getting to be witness to and experience it, 10 feet of snow in that short amount of time in a place that doesn't have equipment is a lot. I um, am editing or edited some of this out, but I just keep hearing and telling myself, you've got this. You can do it. You've got this. You can do it. I'm going to tap in and let you know a little bit about what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling consumed. I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really mad. I'm like angry. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. And the reason why I have so many emotions is although I feel so incredibly blessed to be recording this episode in a dear friend of mine's studio and that I'm safe. I am struggling so bad because I just want to be home. I want to be home but I'm so scared to go home. I mean, I can't even go home. So let me unwind. I'm going to back up. So Wednesday, the snow started falling. An average amount of snow. Thursday, the snow really started falling. It was more than I have been witness to. So we've been up in the mountain nearly two years. We live at 6,200 feet elevation. We've had, this is our second snow season that we've ever had. And last year, I would think, I, I last year, it felt like it like 
only like the most we ever got in one snowfall was like a foot. It was never anything really bigger than that. Nothing that like shut down life or like even really slowed life down. It was like we would have a snow day, but it was a snow day. And so Thursday, I started getting a little panic. So this was day two into the blizzard because I was in shock with how much snow was falling and how quickly it was falling. And in checking the forecast, so my husband is in paramedic school right now. And what that means is that he has gone all week long and Monday through Friday. And so I'm watching the snow accumulate on Thursday, knowing he's at school, knowing he's got really important tests and just seeing how quickly a few inches is turning into a a foot, a foot is turning into a foot and a half, a foot and a half is getting close to two feet. And I am just praying to everything that he can get home because I knew that if he couldn't get home on Thursday, the snow on Friday would be even worse. I knew that if he didn't get home Thursday, he wouldn't make it home Friday. And he did everything he could at school to get through his exams so that he can come home. Thankfully, that night I get a phone call and he says, I'm on my way home. He gets home on Thursday evening. Friday morning, we wake up and that is when roads started to close because the snow was so bad. What, what what at that point was a couple feet by the end of the day that Friday was up to four feet of snow to the point where our fence was starting to be completely buried looking out all of our windows the snow was getting above the windows the good thing was was that Friday we were all together and we kind of just made light of it we took a few family walks we like hung out and read books and had some champagne and really just tried to just be with what was Saturday morning so this was day 4 into the storm i woke up so panicked there was even more snow the snow outside the window was even higher. At this point, my daughter's, um, she's got a playground structure outside in our yard that's two stories. What the entire first story was completely under snow with just a little bit of the second story sticking out. Her like sandbox was completely gone. I mean, our driveway, which is a massively steep driveway, was like flattened out into one level. I was, it was so much snow that I was even getting out my office window. There's like a seven foot drop out of my office window, but it was getting to the point where I looked out and could see snow at eye level and it over consumed and overwhelmed me. And I went into a bit of a panic and had a bunch of anxiety. And one of the things that I knew to, I knew to do in that moment was to take a bath baths are my reset. As you listen to in episode 23, where I talked about eight questions to really build a heart-centered foundation, like I started that episode with sharing about taking a bath and writing myself a love letter. Like those are my moments of really being able to just tap in and communicate with myself and love on myself. I always do it to where I submerge my entire body underwater, even my ears, so that I can just tune into the vibration and it calms my soul. And so I did that Saturday morning and it was almost like a reset. Like I got out, 
And we like had fun. Like my husband and the neighbors build a ramp to like snowboard and do a jump off of. Like we put on our snowboarding goggles and we played and we sled and like we made a like snow seat for my daughter. And like Ivan took a photo walk um, and I got a bag around my camera so that I could take a photo walk and like really just going through and bracing it. Sunday rolls around and it was actually really beautiful. It was the one day where there was a break in the storm. The like sun came out. It was like, it was really peaceful. Like the whole neighborhood was out cleaning up and snow blowing. And like my neighbor brought everyone mimosas. And there was just this like beautiful synergy and pulse and just rhythm and collaborative nature that was present. And it was just, it was really special. Like everyone was digging out their cars and like, it just seemed like, although, I mean, at that point we had anywhere from five to seven feet of snow around us, like, although that can be really overwhelming and consuming, there was a peace present and it was really special to get to experience. Um, and then Monday morning, my husband had to go back to academy. So I did my absolute best on Monday to really, I set my alarm for 5 a.m. I got up and made my coffee and pulled my cards and set my intention for the week. I even like cleared off my February goals and created my March goals on my whiteboard. I spent some time like really looking at my vision board and just connecting with all the dreams and stuff I want to manifest. I had meetings. I like, I like when I tell you I woke up and was determined to like live it as a normal day, even though it was still a snow day, even though we literally at this point were completely snowed in. I did my absolute best. As the day went on, it got harder and harder. The reality had set in that my husband is, was gone and that we were by ourselves that we had been snowed in since last Wednesday. And although I had done my absolute best to prepare for this blizzard that was coming, we were literally running out of food, like to the point where there was like two eggs in the fridge that actually our neighbor had given us a half a loaf of bread and like a half a thing of cheese. And then we definitely had cupboard stuff, but like it, it was hard. <laughs> Every time I opened the fridge, I'm like, okay, we got to get creative. You know, I'm like, we got to get creative. So moved through that day and then made dinner for my daughter. It was actually like really sad because I like made dinner and she was like, is this all we get for dinner? And my heart just like sunk and I had to hold back tears because I was already starting to struggle. And I'm like, yeah, baby girl, like we've got to, we've got to be really mindful of what we have because we can't get anywhere. And so I put her to bed that night and I'm finishing up um, doing the EQing and promotional stuff for my podcast that releases on Tuesday morning. If you tuned in, it was the interview with Alana, who is a therapist that is just truly so inspiring. She, everything that she does is through the lens of self-compassion. And just when you listen to her episode, if you haven't tuned in, please do. Like she truly embodies what being self-compassionate looks like and feels like. And like, it, yeah, I just, I had the best time having a conversation with her. And so I EQ'd our podcast. And I kid you not, the universe is always supporting us just as I had uploaded her podcast, the internet goes out. And the reason why the internet went out was because the power went out. 
So I wrap up what I was doing. I kind of clean up my stuff. I like talk myself through, I go gather the flashlights and I had had a bunch of candles put aside and like all of that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, okay, what does this mean? The power's let out. How long is the power going to be out? So I was sitting with that. And as I'm sitting with that, this is Monday night. So we are now, so we're now six days into the storm. And then as the power goes out, we get declared a state of emergency because the state of the mountain was so dire. And it put me into an absolute downward spiral. I was so overwhelmed. I was overconsumed. It just felt like it felt like too much. At that point, the stress had gotten so bad. I had hardly eaten for two days. I was making myself sick because of just the like back, the backbreaking labor that it is to maneuver through that much snow. I'm going to fast forward because I'm going to share a little bit more of like the lessons that I learned and like what I did in that part. But I went to bed that night and I knew the following day, Tuesday, that I had about a four-hour break in between storms to be able to get out. So so Monday night, I went to bed. Literally, I pulled my daughter out of her bed. I put like six blankets on the both of us because I didn't know how cold the house would get with the heater being out and we are already so low on firewood and I didn't want to sleep on the floor by the fireplace. So I literally put like six blankets on both her and I and we went to bed. I knew in the morning that I had to get up and muster every bit of strength to get us out. I woke up, I like eased into it. I like had my coffee and I played a puzzle with her to just kind of like, I I wanted to be so mindful of just the, my energy and how it was affecting Orion. And so we like did a puzzle and I knew I needed to unbury my car and snow blow and create a path because we had gotten, of course, even more snow that night. So I literally went outside and I wish I would have recorded myself with how quickly I uncovered my car. I plowed the driveway. I plowed our access road and quickly just made sure my car could exit. I knew, though, that there was one road below ours that had about a foot of snow on it. And I knew my car could get through it, but I was so scared about doing it on my own and getting stuck. And so I asked the universe, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And I messaged one of our fabulous neighbors and I said, is there any way your husband can drive us through this part? Like, I know I can get us down I've cleared everything else. I've got chains on the car. Like, do you think he can get us through? And she said, absolutely. So he called me and he's like, okay, like, when are you trying to go? And I'm like, I just need to get out before one. I can work on your time schedule. And he goes, pack the car and call me. So when I tell you I frantically packed the car, I've got the cats in the carrier. I got the dog. I got Orion. I literally just threw clothes in a suitcase (laughs) I grabbed everything that I could think of in that moment to grab and loaded the car. And I called him and he's like, okay, let's go. And 
I said a prayer. He showed me all the settings that he was using on my car. And I'm so grateful after we moved up to the mountains, we invested in mountain type vehicles. And I've got a car that literally raises like three to five inches in the snow so that she can like plow over it. And when I tell you my car like literally glided over that foot of snow, it was just like the heavens had opened up. And so he stopped at the end of the street, got out. He gave my daughter a pep talk and just said, like, good job for being brave. Just listen to mama. And I said a prayer and did everything I could. And before I knew it, we were driving down the highway. We get to the main road and I have to take my chains off and there's workers right there and they come and make sure I can get my chains off. Just as I get the chains packed up and I get my car to then start driving down the main road, a plow literally starts driving right in front of us. And I share these moments because every single step of the way, every single day, I stopped and I held my heart and I invited in my guides, my angels, my protectors, the universe to give me answers, to show me signs and to tell me what I'm supposed to do in that moment. And when I tell you that I got signs every single step of the way, I got them every single step of the way. So that is the overview. So on Tuesday, my daughter and I and all the animals got down the mountain. I literally cried the whole way down the mountain and felt like the way that I can just describe it and I keep sharing and saying is it literally feels like I got birthed out of the mountain's vagina. Like I drove down and felt by the time I got to the bottom of the hill, that I was literally in another planet. Like life up on that mountain was so different. And then we get down the mountain and like it just feels otherworldly. Here I am. I'm recording this podcast on Monday. It will come out tomorrow on Tuesday. So when this releases out, it will be a week since we left the mountain. We are not allowed to go back up the mountain. They have closed the mountain, not just to the public, but for some reason, they have closed the mountain to its residents. Even if I wanted to go home right now, I cannot go back home. I have no way of getting up the mountain to the point where people are parking at the bottom of the mountain and walking up and having people come meet them somewhere along the mountains to drive them up just so they can get back to their homes. Never in my life have I experienced a place with this much snow. The sun, yes, this is very normal. But to me, a girl who grew up in Southern California next to the beach her whole life and who has only lived in the mountains for two years, and the second year coming with the biggest storm in over a century. Getting over 10 feet of snow in seven days. 
and what that actually looks like and feels like. I say all the time, I want my life to feel better than it looks. The snow, it looks gorgeous. Snow is absolutely majestic. It's completely mesmerizing. It has just got so much wisdom in it. It it brings about this serenity. And now experiencing this much snow to the point where it becomes dangerous. Snow turns to ice. It becomes a structure in itself. Having a house in the mountains and then having to function with a 10-foot ice structure around your house, around your entire neighborhood, around your entire town, on your roads, your community, your streets, it is so much to process. I share this from a place of I've been down the mountain. So after I left, that night that I left, they got another three to five feet of snow on top of the five to seven that we already got in the differing areas. I got photos of my house the next day and what was clear literally became a mound. Our seven foot fence was completely engulfed and no longer visible. The mounds of snow covered our entire front windows. People literally woke up not even being able to get out of their front doors. What is worse since then that has happened is we've been declared a state of emergency. The National Guard has been brought in. Two of the three major grocery stores, their roofs have collapsed. So now there is one main grocery store supporting the entire mountain, of which still, almost two weeks later, roads haven't even been plowed and people can't even move about on their street. I feel so blessed. And I've had to process this because it, when I first got down the mountain, it was a lot of guilt for not being up there. And now it's turned to, I feel so blessed to be here. And it's terrifying. It's confusing. It's disorienting. It's displacing. To know that you can't even go to your own home. To know that at your own home, that people are struggling, that cars are still submerged under 10 feet of snow, that roads are still unplowed and people can't move anywhere, that people have been isolated and by themselves for nearly two weeks, that food supplies are running so low that they're having to do helicopter drops. It's so much to process. And I share this with you because this space you and the Living Courageously community, I have made a commitment time and time again to show up in all that I am through the lens of courage, what it looks like to be courageous, what it looks like to live courageously, what it means to be experiencing and living with courage in action. And this is my very reflection. The amount of courage that I've had to tap into over these last couple of weeks is quite literally crippling and so beautifully inspiring. All I can keep thinking back and hearing is everything that I like learned in last year was once you declare to the universe who you are and what you want, 
She's either going to affirm or challenge you. And this is by far one of the biggest challenges of courage that I have had since I've done this work. And so with that, I've recounted different events throughout this experience. These are five of the things that I have done to really live with courage in action and live courageously. Number one, I communicated. I communicated along the whole way. I communicated that I was struggling. I communicated that Monday night when I had reached a breaking point that I was scared and I didn't have the strength to continue, that I couldn't do this on my own. I communicated with my people. I told them what was going on. I sat on the phone with friends and sobbed so much that I couldn't even breathe. And although it was really hard to be that vulnerable, I knew in the moment that is what I needed to do. I needed to be honest. I needed to communicate and I needed to let people in. I knew that I needed to be lifted up. My light was dim. My spirit was weak. And I needed and wanted to be lifted up. And I asked for it. I communicated what I needed. This is going to lead me to point two on how I knew, knew to do that. I knew what I needed because point two, I connected with myself. I connected with myself. I feel like I'm kind of doing these. I'm I'm sharing them in the order that I wrote them. I was able to communicate what I needed because I connected with myself. As I mentioned, there were so many points where I literally stopped. I stopped whatever I was doing. I placed my left hand on my heart and my right hand on my belly. And I said, universe, my guides, protectors, creators, my highest wisdom, my deepest truth. What am I supposed to do now? What do I need to do in this moment? Is this what I'm meant to do. Each step of the way, I would ask those questions. And I am telling you, I would take a deep breath and the answers would be so loud. My answers were so loud. And although it was so hard to follow my intuition in that moment, because there was so much to process, I knew that my intuition would guide me. And that although the messy middle, the like when you're in it, when you're in that ebb and how hard it is, I knew it was going to be hard. And I knew that it was going to bring me exactly where we were meant to be. I stopped and I prayed and I listened. I stopped and I prayed and I listened. I stopped and I prayed and I listened. Each step of the way, that Tuesday morning when I was clearing my car the whole time, 
I was talking to my guides. My husband lost his mother six months before our wedding. So nearly six years ago. The whole time, all I could do was talk to her. All I could do was feel her presence. If we're supposed to leave, if we are meant to be able to leave, please give me signs. I had the strength to clean off my car. I had the strength to plow our driveway. I had the strength to plow the access road. I woke up with a little gym heart on my arm, which I have no idea to this day where it came from. As I'm snow blowing, I get some on the wall and it literally is in the shape of a heart. I stopped and I prayed in those moments, are we supposed to leave? The sun would peek through the clouds at just that moment and shine on my face. Are we supposed to leave right now? I go inside to get the cats in their crates, which if you have cats, you know how much cats hate their crates. We have two cats. And all I could get, all I had access to was to getting one of the crates because the other one was under 10 feet of snow. The cats literally didn't even put up a fight. It took me, usually when I have to get my cats in the crate, I mean, I have to prepare myself for like an hour. They were in their crate within minutes. They knew. I was guided. I was supported. Moving forward, knowing that I needed to prep my daughter for what's about to happen, you know, asking for strength and guidance to really just like stay calm and present for my daughter. My daughter looking at me and me saying, baby girl, I need you to listen. I need you to stay quiet while mama is maneuvering through this. I need your support. She looks at me and she says, okay, mama, that girl literally made me sob. She was so brave. She knew she was getting messages and guidance. She was so calm. She was so quiet. She was such a good listener. Each step of the way, I connected with myself as I'm recording this and sharing this. I held, I'm holding my heart in my belly. I just ask, please guide us. Connect to yourself and listen to your intuition. Number three, I created space to process. Just how I had mentioned, I took a bath that morning. I honored what I needed in this moment and to be able to process all of this. Taking a bath, sitting and playing and being present with my daughter. Most importantly, the two things that I did was write, 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 and document, document, document. Those are my ways of processing. Those are my those are my ways of being. And I gave myself the permission and space to do so. I wrote every single day. I took photos of the entire time. I took photos when I was feeling completely overwhelmed. And I took photos when I was absolutely in bliss and awe that we get to call this place our home. I documented the whole process. 
through giving myself space to write, I was able to just connect with these feelings. Most importantly, I was able to give myself permission to feel these feelings. Although this is a collective experience, this is my personal experience on it. I have taken it in through the lens in which I live my life. Give yourself permission and space to honor you, the way that you process things, what you need in these moments, how other people process it and what they need may not be the same as you. And that is okay. You are not, you are doing nothing wrong. Number four, honor your truth and story. There's a reason that I intuitively wrote them in this order because they really just like feed into one another. Honor your truth and story. Honor your, the individual experience. Hold tight the collective. Every day I send out prayers. Every day I connect with my families that are still up there. Every day I hold my mountain and so much love and so much light and just so much positivity and upliftment that I can while I honor where I'm at and what I need in this moment. Honor your truth and your story. Own it. Be okay with it. You are you. You were put on this earth in the vibration that you're in because this world needs that vibration. It needs that reflection. I truly believe I can't keep I keep thinking back years ago, I went to this um, event, it's called the Evolutionary Collective. And it was, gosh, this woman, I'm trying to get her on the podcast, so stay tuned. I would like love, 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 love if I could interview her on here. Her name is Patricia Albert. And her whole like just mission and purpose is to be able to connect people back to like the oneness and how interconnected we all are and doing so through nonverbal communication. And it was a weekend seminar where we went and just truly one of the most profound experiences, like sitting in a room with people you've never met before and literally looking into their eyes for like hours and having a conversation with no words was one of the most profound experiences. But one of the things I can't stop thinking about is she has these pillars. And with these pillars, the first pillar is who is in the room matters. And I've always like that has resonated and stuck with me so deeply because I don't believe ever it's a coincidence of who is in a room at a time. Anytime I host some type of event, those women have come together because that collective energy with the situation here with the mountain, the people who are living up calling this mountain their home at this very time, that is no coincidence that we all go through the biggest blizzard of a century together. Who is in the room matters. And in that, we each are different. Like, although we are all in this collection, this collective together, we're all so different. And that is beautiful. It's more than beautiful. It's nourishing. Honor who you are. The last part and something that 
was my bridging gap. Getting emotional just thinking about it. If you're on social media, I highly recommend you to head to my Instagram page at Ashley Strong Smith underscore. And there's a video with a photo of my daughter in the world's cutest outfit she had dressed her in saying, this is my definition of courage. Number five, reconnect to courage. Reconnect to what courage means to you. Reconnect to what it means to live courageously. Reconnect to courage and action. I am truly so grateful that after getting down the mountain Tuesday and Wednesday, I was utterly paralyzed. By time Thursday came, I was able to like really process through my writing and just all the conversations I had been having with my incredibly supportive and beautiful community. I realized and knew that I needed to reconnect with my definition, my definition of courage. And right now, my definition of courage is my daughter. My definition of courage is listening to my intuition, trusting in the signs in the universe, honoring my mama bear instincts, and having the courage to know what to do in the moment, to get ourselves off the mountain. That was one of, like, oddly, like, I want to say one of the easiest decisions because I will I, like I will I will do absolutely anything for the safety of my daughter. But it was truly one of the hardest things to process, to be in, to experience, to look at my daughter and fear for her safety. To look at my daughter and fear that she would get too cold and fear that she wouldn't have enough to eat and fear that we wouldn't be able to get out of our house and fear that we would be stuck alone without her dad. All of these things, having to process this, looking at those eyes, those incredibly like big and innocent and joyous and beautiful eyes. She trusts me. I am her person. Like, I am her world at this point in her life. And it is my absolute, like, honor to have this little soul in my life and, like, have the honor of getting to raise her that I absolutely knew that I had to honor my definition of courage and it's her. I invite you to honor your definition of courage. Although it all has an undercurrent that you've defined, it changes, especially in traumatic events, especially in moments where you feel like you're in fight or flight. The five things The five lessons that I have learned through experiencing a traumatic event are communicating, connecting with myself, giving myself space to process, honoring my very truth and story, and reconnecting with my definition of courage. 
And I share this in absolute hopes and intention that you never have to go through a traumatic event to apply these. But the truth is, we all go through varying degrees of traumatic events. And there will be a point today, tomorrow, next week, but that these resources and tools and questions will help you navigate that very situation. If you are still here with me, I thank you. I still don't know what to make of all of this. And there's still a whole nother level and layer to process as hoping, wanting, needing to get back home at some point soon and really digesting and processing what it means to now live in this reality as this much snow is going to take quite a while to melt. (laughs) For now, this is where I leave you and I leave me in this moment. One, communicate. Two, connect with yourself and listen to your intuition and that connection. Three, give yourself space to process. Four, honor your truth and story. And five, connect with your definition of courage. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in and listening. If there's someone out there that you feel could benefit from this, please, please, please share this episode. If it resonates with you and you feel inclined to do so, share this on your your social media platforms. You can tag me at AshleyStrongSmith underscore on Instagram. If you're even more inclined to do, please rate and review. I really, really am grateful for you and for this space. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you next week.